You're the best around. Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. You're the best around. Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. That's it. Perfect. Hey, welcome to the pronunciation. A review, review, a show where two small town dudes give your big dumb opinions. Today, we're going over our personal top five. Personal top five. This should be the end of the show. AFIs spurred by the 2007 list of the AFI's top 100 yeah. movies of all time. We did And then a just top five. the rush of personal top fives we've been getting from there. That's right. We got uh, a few letters in. And this was really spurred by a letter in general. Because I'm like, you know what? This tipped the scales. We should probably do our own. Yep. And let's do it. Here's the letter right here. Yeah. From friend of the show. Yeah. Eric. Personal friend. Personal friend of the show. <laughs> it reads, gentlemen. Yes. Listening to your top five has me thinking of my own top five. They are as follows. And he lists them one to five. But uh, Let's go to five to one. I'm going to go five to one. You got to get that. Got to get that. Uh. That's right. Get the suspense, suspense in there, babe. You suspense in there, babe. Get the suspense in there, Eric, babe. You can't just blow your load right at the beginning. Yeah. Come on. <sighs> Number five, MASH, the 1970 movie that preceded wow. the series. Suicide is painless. Uh, number four, The Mask of the Red Death. Wow. I have never. Edgar Allan Poe? Is it? Eric? It's an Edgar Allan Poe story, but I've never actually seen the movie. Neither have I. Shit. Uh, number three, The Godfather. What do you think of our Godfather review? Wow. Number two, All the President's Men. And number one, The Godfather Part 2. Wow. Two entries from The Godfather and this. Where's Part 3? Not Eric in your top five? The, yeah, come on. What's wrong with you? He goes, I know you think Wild Hogs might be on this list, but alas, no. I was waiting for it. <laughs> Looking forward to my next run-in. Now I return to your regularly scheduled programming. Not sent from his iPhone. What the fuck? Where did he send this one from? He must have really thought this out. He was probably sitting at like his desktop computer. Oh my god, a desktop? Yeah. <laughs> that he... Kept all of his dogs hostage in me and uh, <laughs> me and Coach Havens went there to watch SummerSlam. He's got a, a full on cage over by his desktop computer. No, no was, well, he has a. We went. He gave us the full tour, but then like he wouldn't let us into his office because he had his dogs in there. Oh boy. Oh boy. So, so there you go. Probably, you probably didn't want to have him get have him tear you up. No, don't want those. Don't want those uh, old Eric bloodhounds just ripping us apart. That's right. You don't want any of that shit. Yeah. You don't want any part of that shit. <laughs> uh, so, JT, how do you want to do this? Do some. You well, got any honorable mentions? Uh, I didn't go as far to do honorable mentions because even, like, it was hard for me to dig up, like, my five and four. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, I, I just went regular. Like, if you have honorable mentions, you can go for it. But I'm thinking maybe we can just go back and forth. With our fives and our fours. Very good. 
Um, I have one honorable mention. Okay. And it's one that is always at the top of my list, and I don't even know... Like, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, But it's one that's, like, out of... Kind of, like, out of character from the rest of the movies on my list. Really? And the way I put my list together is, like, ones that... For one, like, I'm in the mood right now to want to go back and watch. But it's mm-hmm. ones that, like, I could watch it any time. Yeah. It's like, there's no real reason one's better than the other. <laughs> yeah. It's like, at this point in time, I could really watch this, this, and this, and this. And they're usually in a heavy rotation. Gotcha. So that's, like, how I did it. But my honorable mention is actually The Green Mile. Yeah. I really enjoy this movie a quite Stephen a King bit. film. A Stephen <laughs> King film. Um, and I... It's just the one that's, like, the most, I guess, left of center of, like, my the rest of my list. Yeah. I really enjoy it every time I see it. Like, I shed a tear. <laughs> and it's, like, it's not the only movie to ever do that. But, like, yeah. for whatever reason, this movie really has me gravitated towards it. And mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. It's, like, a really heartfelt story between, like, an inmate and, like, the cops there with uh, John Coffey. Don't call. And, uh, Take my hand, boss. <laughs> I'm scared of the dark. <laughs> it's really good. And then it's got like a like a supernatural aspect to it that I really like. And it's yeah. got like all the... Everybody in it is like either a character you really just want to see more of for whatever reason. Either mm-hmm. they're like really like heartfelt or they're yeah. just a piece of shit. Yeah. And like I, I think it's like a well rounded well-crafted film mm-hmm. and that's why it's an honorable mention yeah but it's not one that i could just pop in all the time oh yeah so that's why it's kind of on the fringes there well i think if i if i if you were to uh pull my leg and actually make me do an honorable mention i would say probably uh for me personally like quentin tarantino in terms of like reservoir dogs and pulp fiction just because those are those are like the first two movies i ever saw that made me appreciate like Movies don't have to be just, like, a straightforward narrative type of story. Sure. Like, those are the first movies I saw where I was like, oh, movies can be way more than just, here's a good guy and here's a bad guy. And then the bad guy gets beaten by the good guy and we all live happily ever after. Yeah. Like, that and then even, like, they can even go beyond that where everything is so gray and... Stories can be told in such a way where it's even almost kind of hard to follow and you almost have to kind of think about it. Yeah. So I think those two movies kind of led me to what I appreciate about film nowadays. But I think from then on, there's other movies that I've watched that I think I appreciate more beyond those. So those would probably be my honorable mentions. If Okay. These other five do not exist, one of those would be in there. But, like, Tar- I always credit like Quentin Tarantino movies as being like my like introduction to oh movies can be way more than just a story you watch yeah. in picture yeah. form on a, on a screen sure yeah I like Tarantino films but spoilers none of them are in my top five yeah and none of them are in mine too that's why I said it here <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just go ahead and go with my top five right now uh or just do your number five? Or do you want to do them all? 
No, my, my, my I'm sorry, my number I'm five. I was gonna say, what the fuck, Troy? Sorry, my number five. You're I, destroying the process. I read my header on the top that says top five. <laughs> uh, my number five is the original RoboCop. Nice. It is one that w- I saw way too young. Yeah. But, like, it's got a lot, even though... Um, it's got a lot more to it, and the more older you get, the more out of it I think you get with, like, yeah. the satire and mm-hmm. stuff. And so, on face value, watching it is probably, like, a 10-year-old. <laughs> this rated R hyper-violent movie. Um, it's just awesome, a bloody, cool adventure with mm-hmm. a robot cop. Yeah. And I really enjoy it. But then, like, when you watch it when you're, like, in high school or even later, you're like, oh... It's actually trying to say something about the time period it was yeah. made in. And, like, uh, Paul Verhoeven, who made it, is, like, fucking a genius yeah. when it comes to, like, blending the hyper-absurd with the hyper-violent and, like, meshing them together in a fact... In, in, like, a way that it works with nobody else. Yeah. And I really enjoy it. And, like, I could watch it. Anytime. I fucking love Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. So, like, RoboCop is amazing. And then, like, I almost kind of want us to do a review on Starship Troopers. Because mm-hmm. I've heard, like, reviews that people done of Starship Troopers where, like, when it first came out, like, critics tore it apart because it was, they said it was, like, this is a pro-fascist movie and shit. Where yeah. it's, like, it is, but, like, the whole crux of the movie is at the very end when they're, like, torturing the shit out of that worm queen. You're, like, yeah. oh, what the this is what they wanted to do the whole time. Yeah. Because I remember, like, when I was watching it, as a, I was, like a, like, a middle school kid, and I was, like, all about, like, all the violence and shit. Yep. And I was, like, all on board with, like, the guy, like the people in this doing what they were doing. And at the very end, I was like, what the fuck are they doing to that worm? <laughs> that brain bug. <laughs> yeah. But it's... he He's so fucking smart when it comes to, like, movies like this. Like, especially in terms of, like, a commenting on shit like this where like it almost to the point where like people don't get it and they just like rip it apart yeah it's like but you didn't you didn't like pay attention to the end where you're like supposed to be like yeah fuck this yeah <laughs> i really enjoy starship troopers as well and if you like ask any of my brothers that was also one that was on oh, a lot at, at the house so good like it's and that's another one you get more out of it. Like the older you get, you're like, oh, it's trying to say something. Yeah. Like it's it's good. And that one is based off like a book. Yeah. Um. And I it's kind of changed, I guess, because like I, uh, I worked with somebody who's read the actual book, and they said like there's a lot different in the book than it is in this. They mm-hmm. kind of took it, not just a name only, and did something else with it. They did like have, like, the main source material for the movie. Yeah. But there's just other things like, yeah, I don't have time to do any of this, like, jet-packed stuff and all of whatever <laughs> it is. I don't know. But, yeah. But they play, like, an actual war movie, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I feel bad. <laughs> you talk about RoboCop, we're just going to Starship No, Troopers. but it's, like, it's the same reason why I like RoboCop. Yeah. Like, And it's God, got... RoboCop's so fucking good. And it's got a, an awesome, 80, like, the 80s aesthetic to it. Yeah. Like... Fucking new Detroit. Red Foreman in that movie plays the best dickhead I've ever seen in a movie. (laughs) Like, he doesn't give a shit about anybody. Like, he is just scum of the earth asshole. And he plays it so well that I almost like him. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It's so good. So good. 
Um, anyway, that's my number five, All RoboCop. Right. Well, I think a lot of my movies are going to be like uh, more newer, just because I don't know. Like, I feel like yours are going to be a lot older because I feel like you have like more nostalgic. Usually, yeah, when you talk yeah. about movies, are like you talk about them more nostalgically. Yes, but I think that's because like your dad had a lot of movies. I didn't have yeah. a lot of movies growing up, so I think a lot of mine are going to be newer than yours. Okay, but. Uh, my number five is uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Another great pick. <laughs> That's a great pick. I fucking love... I just... I love this movie just because it doesn't give a shit from, like, <laughs> scene one. Yeah. Yeah. This is, like, the quintessential I don't give a fuck what you think about me movie. Yeah. It, it just... It does things, but it doesn't do them in a way where you're, you're lost. Like, you can still follow the story. Mm-hmm. And it, it'll just introduce things randomly and you you're still along for the ride like i think the only critique i have about this is the ending i wish the ending was different yeah but beyond that everything about this is like near perfect yeah i really enjoyed this movie when it came out and like was surprised to hear like the negative things people said about it yeah and i'm like i don't think you understand what it's trying to do. Like, yeah. maybe this movie just isn't for you. Yeah. Like, all, and, like, that's fine. Not everything's mm-hmm. for everybody. But, like, Scott Pilgrim, I think I would put that as, like, an honorable mention, too. Yeah. Like, it's super fun. And I think Scott Pilgrim hit me at the point when, like, I was, like, the age of Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Where I was, like, I was kind of dealing with a lot of the shit he was going through at the time. Yeah. Where, like, yeah, it's just... It's like a borderline perfect movie to me. And every time I go back and rewatch it, like, you can rewatch it for so many different random things. Yeah. Like, whether it's the fight scenes or just the random cinematography or just, yep. like, the weird, like, background animation they put in with, like, random action scenes. It's just perfect almost all the way through. I freaking, the last time I watched it just for, like, the little comedy bits that I've forgotten. Yeah. The freaking vegan police. <laughs> To veganize him, Ray. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <The> fucking high five. <laughs> in the background. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. And then, like, they have, like, huge stars when they made this, too. Like, yeah. Chris Evans is in this. Yeah. Freaking Brandon Ralph, like, hot off Superman yeah. is in this. And I like him more in this than yeah, in anything I've better, ever seen. Yeah, he's better than this, and he's a Superman. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> It's a good fucking movie. Um, my number four is a sequel, but I think it's the best sequel ever made. Yeah. And it's Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Sweet. We might be talking about this in a later date, Troy. Very well could be. Keep going. We are going to. Yeah, we are going <laughs> to. But <laughs> like Terminator this. 2, like came out like when i was very impressionable also young to see it yeah but like i it's it's another thing where nostalgia is working for me but i think it's like a perfect action film oh totally and for the time it was made a technical achievement yeah um the liquid metal freaking terminator and that like made in fucking 92 yeah. looks just as good then yeah. as it would today and like they mix like the great practical effects with like digital effects and like what they couldn't really get away with. They hid very smart, mm-hmm. and uh, Arnold's great in it. Freaking 
Edward Furlong's great in it. Like, yeah. it's a great meshing of them. And then Sarah Connor totally changing what she was, like, from the Terminator to, yeah. like, what she is now known as, like, this fucking female badass. I know. I think I, I saw the second one before I saw the first one. And I then, did like, too. watching the first one, you're like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Sarah Connor's a normal person. Yeah. And then you. So then, like, with that in mind, watching the second one, you're like, gee, this fucked you up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like I don't have as much fun watching this as like I do like RoboCop. Yeah. But I think this like in my list is like a a better made I I don't know. Saying it's a better made movie is like hard to say. Yeah. But it's like I don't know. It just struck me as like now it's a yeah, it's a like a step above like a RoboCop yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It's a, and I love time travel stuff too, so you might see that from another entry on my list Oh, later boy, later look too. out. Oh, spoilers. Look out, man. But yeah, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, great. Can't wait to revisit it oh, later on. God, I can't. I want to dive into this Terminator series so much. Yes. It's going to be so fun. Yes, it will be. Uh, my number four, Troy, is a Disney Pixar film. Oh. Uh, Inside Out. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I fucking love Inside I, I love movies that, like, put me in... Like, the shoes of someone that I don't normally sympathize with. Uh-huh. And with this, they did it in a way where they actually put me inside their brain. <laughs> yeah. And showed me how, like, someone operates that way. And even it put me in a way where it made me feel nostalgic for what it was to be a kid. Mm-hmm. And they, they put it in a way where they personified those parts of me, and then they killed them in front of me. <laughs> yeah. To, to where I was like... I didn't even think of it that way, and it's, like, destroying me in a way. But, like, they still, like, they took... I feel like this movie does a good job of of personifying moments I felt like I went through. And then showing how those moments affected, like, me internally. Uh Uh-huh. And how, and, like, especially how they, like, they affect this girl as they go throughout. And just... It just feels like so brilliant all the way through, and like mm-hmm. even like hearing where like, uh, like even like psychology classes like in like high school and college are like showing this to their students. It's like, I can see it. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> it's just, like everything about this is like so brilliant. Um, Inside Out never struck me the same way it did you. I still like it, and I think it's a a great movie. Yeah, but like of um. Just say, like, the Disney Pixar ones in general. There's other ones that I like, I think, above Inside Out. Yeah. But, like, it's hard to say, like, with, like, an exception of a very few, <laughs> like, Cars 2 or, like, oh, The yeah. Good Dinosaur. <clears throat> like, Pixar usually has a, a very high track record. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's still a great movie overall. Yeah. And I can see that, like, I don't think this movie ever, like, strikes... Like, it never strikes me as, like... A classic Disney Pixar movie, mm-hmm. but just as a movie in general, like it just everything as a about quality it of its intent. Yeah, like everything about like it, this feels like people just sat in a room and thought for two years before they started making it because <laughs> everything about it feels so thought out and so like down to the exact part of like what does this mean and what does this mean and what does this mean so much so where it was like I don't I can't see how you could make this without having a like a a sixty person think tank, yeah. trying to determine like what everything means because everything 
means something and everything plays out the way that it should play out if you are like following like joy and anger and like disgust and sadness and everything and I don't, like every time I watch it like it just blows me away how it's so well thought out. Mhm. All right. Right on, man. So yeah, Inside Out. Inside I fucking out. love it. Gushing over Inside Out. Goddamn, fuck you, man. Uh <laughs> number 3 on my list, JT is yeah. another time travel film Uh but it's back to the future and if i could kind of cheat i love the whole trilogy Mm -hmm. um i even like three yeah people kind of like shit on when on three and stuff but i'm yeah i i just love that three ties it all together and they actually like go nuts with it and go back in the west yeah i like i i want to say like three was the first one i've ever seen so like Maybe I like it more because this is my reintro- like yeah. my introduction to the series. Yeah, but um, I r- really enjoy these movies a lot. Like I love the time travel aspect of it. Yeah, and it's super fun. All the characters in this are great. Yeah, like it was the perfect casting with freaking Marty McFly with uh, Michael J. Fox, so, like freaking shoving that other guy out of there. <laughs> And uh, Christopher Lloyd's great. Like, yep. that's his. That's the only character he ever needs to play yeah. is just that one. Yeah, he has to like, completely transform himself for me to not see him as like yeah. Doctor Emmett Brown for sure. Like, it took me forever to figure out that he was the villain in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it was like, well, if I don't look like something completely different, then everyone's gonna be like, why is Doc Brown killing a cartoon? <laughs> My beloved cartoons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You remember me, Eddie? <laughs> God, that's a great movie, too. Um, but yeah, Back to the Future, all three parts are great, but yeah. I just have this one block as in this. Like, even to the fact that, like, Biff, throughout all time periods in this movie, is just a foil for... Piece of shit. Is a foil for freaking Marty is great. And I love... That he goes back and meets his mom, and his mom wants to hit on him. Yeah. Like, all of it is so good. And when <laughs> it gets into two, and then, like, they're in the the the, the 50s again. Yeah. And they're just, like, tr- not, trying not to run into his other self. I'm like, what a fucking smart movie. Yeah. God, it's yeah. so good. It's so, yeah, I remember, so the first time I ever saw Back to the Future, I think I got the tape... When they were selling them at McDonald's. Oh, really? Yeah. Another one of those fast one of those, food swags. Yeah, one of those weird ass. More. Yeah, one of those weird ass like fast food. Like they were like selling a bunch of like '90s movies, and then like one of them was Back to the Future, and I think I ended up buying it at McDonald's. Like, God, it was like probably like '98 or some shit. Yeah. And I was like, to be continued. What was the? And I, I don't think I ever saw the second one until like ten years or fifteen years later. Really? But it like fucking drove me insane because <laughs> I remember when I I fucking would watch it over and over again and be like, I need to see the second one. Yeah. And then my parents would never buy it for me because they were just like always stingy when it came to movies. Yeah. But I would be I just watch it over and over again because I fucking love Back to the Future when I was growing up as a kid. So we didn't have. Up until, I don't know, fairly later on, um, any of them at the house. The only one we had was Back to the Future 3, and it was taped off TV. (laughs) And so we would wear that one out watching it because we thought it was great. 
And then I think I first saw Back to the Future 2 at your house. Really? Yeah. When we were growing up. I don't remember that at all. I I want to say, like, I connect you with the first time I've seen this movie. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe it's not true. Maybe I've seen it somewhere else. But, like, that's where I put um, put it with. So, I guess thank you for introducing me to one of my favorite movies. Oh, of all you're time. welcome, I guess. <laughs> so, anyway, that's my number three. All right. Well, my number three is uh, one that we've talked about on here. Singing in the Rain. Yes. I fucking love Singing in the Rain. Like, this is the one movie I watch where I... The minute I start watching it, I'm already smiling. Yep. Like, it's just... Like, I feel like if I ever get to a point where I just don't feel like going on, I'm just going to put this on and be like, you know what? One more day won't hurt. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, this movie's yeah. so goddamn fun. Yep. And every everything about it is so happy. Yep. That I it just it all it just puts a smile on my face throughout. Yeah, I I this one's not in my list, but this is de- a definite like another honorable mention that I have forgotten. Yeah, this movie's great. Yeah. It's well, it's like the AFI's yeah. number five top number movie five. of all time. It's their number five, my number three. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I like the, the I think the first time I saw this was in, was in my like uh, film class at uh, this community college I went to, and I was like, "Where has this been all my life?" <laughs> and then I never really thought about it until like uh, me and Molly were just talking one day about like musicals she'd like and she liked, and I was like, "You know what? I fucking love singing in the rain." I'm gonna buy Singing in the Rain. I just bought it on a whim. <laughs> yep. She never saw it, and I bought him on a, bought it on a whim, like off of like uh, Amazon one day, and she was like, "Where the fuck's this been all my life?" So it's <laughs> yeah. just like it's like I think we watch it like that's been like our movie we watch every year for Christmas is we watch Singing, Singing in the, the rain. rain. And see, like I grew up with Singing in the Rain because my mom is like a huge musical buff. Yeah. And so that would be on fairly regularly, and I loved. Like, all the dance numbers in it yep. and all that stuff. So, yeah, Singing in the Rain, good good friggin' choice. Yeah. Good choice. That's my number three. Um, my number two is dip into a little bit of the animation. Uh-oh. Uh, my number two favorite movie of all time is The Iron Giant. Ooh. The Iron Giant, like, is uh, one of the only, like, animated movies... That I can remember always making me cry. Yeah. Like at the very end where he sacrifices Superman. himself. Yeah. And it's got that Superman add in, like little yeah. touch to it. I'm just like, holy fuck. I'm always like, even as like a 30 year old man, I'm just like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> Maisie, why aren't you watching this? <laughs> well, yeah, I've this is one I've tried to like force on Macy so she would want to watch it so I could watch it. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Well, now you got a boy, so. I know. You might well, be able to make it work. I wonder if I could put it on now, though, and Macy would enjoy I, I was trying to shove it on her, like, at six months, so, like, she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. But, like... She just wanted to see, like, baby shit in their pants. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Boss baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. Boss baby. Fuck. <laughs> just caught another one of the series, the Netflix series of that, the show. What a dog shit series that is. <laughs> but anyway, Iron Giant. It's so good. So... It's got freaking Shooter McGavin as Chip Mansley in it. Yeah. Works for the government. Yeah. <laughs> it's got uh, uh, freaking Rachel from Friends 
freaking has the mom in oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's got uh, Harry Connick Jr. in it as, like, the, the oh, yeah, hipster the, the, guy. Yeah, the, the fucking hippie that has the junkyard yep. art. Uh, Hogarth Hughes is super well cast. I don't know who does the voice for him. But everybody meshed together, yeah. I think, is, like, a super great cast. I think it's this a is a really good cast. Uh, animated pretty, it, like, really great. It's by uh, Brad Bird. Yeah. Who did, like, The Incredibles and all that other yeah, stuff, Yeah, even too. from being, like, 2D animation, like, right before they got into, like, the Pixar shit. Like, this is, like, you could probably show this to, like, a kid now and they'd still be really into it. Yeah. Because they find a way to, like, really use, like, that classic animation but, like, make it really stylized. Yeah. And not that they didn't use any computer animation because they did for the giant, but they yeah. made it look like a, a, 2D, a 2D animation. <laughs> a, a duty. A duty. Um, <laughs> but this movie has, like, got comedy in it it's got heart it's got it's it's literally got almost everything in it yeah okay but uh okay babe okay babe so that's why this makes my number two movie of all time actually went to go see the uh re-release of it when it came out into theaters oh really um still great yeah (laughs) uh but they also had like two scenes added into it and I don't think they were... There's a reason they weren't in it at first. Because there's a scene early on... Because you're familiar enough with it, right? Yeah. So at the end, he, like, goes all kill mode and, like, wants to destroy everything. Oh, yeah. And so... But that's kind of teased that, like, oh, he can go off and you don't know what's going to happen throughout, yeah. like, pretty much the whole movie. Yeah. But the scene they added in there... Is kind of like an army of Iron Giants on like a home planet, and they're all got like their battle mode out and everything. So it kind oh, of shit. ruins, kind of a surprise that's coming out down yeah. the line. That's like, oh shit, he's, he yeah. could like really fuck us all. Yeah, because yeah, because that scene where like he sees the hunter with a gun, and then yeah. he, like his eyes go red, but you're like you don't really know the full extent of what he will do. Right. If he gets set off. Right. And there's that, and then there's, like, another scene between um, Dean and uh, Hogarth's mom, I think. And they just have, like, a longer chat scene, which isn't bad. It yeah. just is kind of, like, kind <laughs> of takes totally the need pacing it. out of it. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't do much of anything. But, like, yeah, me and uh, Ghost Hunter Dave, it's one of our favorite movies, so, like... He's like, it's only playing at this time at this theater. Can you see it? And I'm like, yeah. So I took off work to go see it. Like, that's how much I love this movie. Yeah. There you go. That's my number two. Well, my number two is probably like the only like nostalgic one that I have on here. Because like, this is probably the one movie that I watched in my childhood that I loved. And as it, as like the years have gone on. I find more things that I love about it where like it, it, it just stays so high on my list. So my number two is Jurassic Park. Okay. Good choice. And I fucking love this movie. Like even like me and Molly and uh her friend Dakota watched this movie like just a couple weeks ago and even then I was like finding stuff in it that I didn't find before. Really? Like I remember like as a kid I was watching it and like I didn't give a shit until, like, dinosaurs showed up. Uh-huh. But then I was, like, finding... I was, like... I was still invested in it, where it's, like... Steven Spielberg does such a good job of, like, throwing in these weird visuals to, like, keep kids still interested, even when, like, just dialogue's happening. Yeah. Like, he'll just do shit where it's, like... Like, even, like, when they're, like, explaining, like, how the park works, 
it's all done in animation with like this DNA fucking oh, thing. Oh yeah, little mascot. Yeah. So like that, and then even when they're having that like discussion, Dino, Dino DNA. DNA. <laughs> and then even when they're having that discussion about like uh, the moral, like the moral implications about like uh, building dinosaurs, they're doing it in a dining room. Where fucking projectors are just like going all over the place, like showing random pictures. Uh-huh. I remember being a kid, being like, "Ooh, picture! Ooh, picture! Ooh, lights!" <laughs> so it's like Spielberg is such a fucking genius when it comes to that. Like, he knows how to keep your attention, even though like you're a kid, and you don't give a fuck about the plot. Yeah. And like, I remember being like that as a kid, and now that I'm older and like I can follow along and like know what they're talking about, like it's so fascinating just the idea of like what can man really do in terms of like creating life and mm-hmm. everything and mm-hmm. like it's it's so fascinating and then even like the fact that it was made so early in the 90s and like like Spielberg does a really good job of mixing puppetry with CGI yeah and like the actors themselves sell it so well like yeah. i feel there's so much shit nowadays where People are just staring dead ahead where it's like, oh, where do I look? At this X? Okay, I'll look at this X. But, like, here it's so new that they're like, well, we need to sell this. Otherwise, no one's going to believe it. And, like, fucking Sam Neill and Laura Dern need a fucking Oscar just for that (laughs) scene where they see that brontosaurus for the first time. Mm -hmm. Because they fucking sell that thing that doesn't exist, like... It's the the best thing they've ever seen in their entire <laughs> life. Seen God, and yeah, and I've never seen anyone react to CGI like that. So like they were the they were the first, and they were the best. Yeah, that I've seen in terms of reacting to C. Like they did it that one time, and then even if I saw something that was CGI in the other move, like throughout the rest of the movie, I just thought back to what they thought of that brontosaurus, and it was like I believed everything else that was in the rest of the movie. Well put. So like Jurassic Park is so perfectly made and for its time even down to where it was like if you can make a puppet out of it make a puppet out puppet out of it but if you can't the fact that we've seen what people react to these like things that look kind of fake it's like well then fuck it i'm i'm along for the ride jurassic park is like a fucking perfect movie yeah very well put yeah jurassic park is that was like on a like a pretty high rotation when that came out uh, on vhs yeah <laughs> when we got at home so that was that was on a lot mm-hmm. yeah man that's a good pick <laughs> hmm. well i'm not gonna redo my list maybe yeah. uh ask me a year down the future and i could have there a completely go. different there list. Go. Uh, but my number one movie of all time uh, here it is i know what it is it shouldn't be a big surprise we've I all say heard it, it all the time we've all heard it it's batman 89 i'm wearing a shirt of it right now <laughs> unintentionally it didn't strike me till now i was like of course he's wearing that we're talking about the fucking best movies of all time and it's a complete nostalgic pick yeah. like otherwise like i know the faults of the movie oh yeah i get it like i've heard, i've watched videos of just people shitting on it for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah you're not wrong like that's a flaw of the movie yeah i just like it so much mm-hmm. because it 
is a superhero based movie, and it's surprisingly like the really the only superhero based one on my list. I know that's that's surprising. Um, it was the first one I was really introduced to because it came out in '89. Like, so I was like probably four years old, five years old when we got it home. Yeah. Um, it's got a killer soundtrack, both <laughs> by Danny Prince. Elfman and Prince. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed Jack Nicholson's take on the Joker in this. It's got that moody Tim Burton atmosphere. It's like, I think a lot of things are going great with this movie. Yeah. And I, me and my brother can recite it almost line for line. <laughs> it's just, I find it so fun. Yeah. And it, it rides that line of being like serious and campy. Mm-hmm. So it like appeals to the people who like the freaking sixties version as who appealed to like what they was made in like 89. Oh yeah. It was like. It's a complete world-changing freaking thing for superhero movies. And, like, I love it. It's my favorite movie of all time, Batman 89. For some reason, like, it... it, Like, Batman Batman 89 hit me a little too late, because for some reason, when when I... attached myself to Batman, it was always Batman Returns. Because mm-hmm. I remember watching the fuck out of Batman Returns when I was growing up as a kid. Yeah. So, like, I think the first time I actually watched it all the way through was when we reviewed it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I just never got around to it. I always I always just went right back to Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. And Batman Returns is good, too. Yeah. But, yeah, just... It, I had a lot of fun watching Batman 89. Yeah. God. It's so good. The I the only like I can never really fully get into Batman Returns because I think as a kid I always thought it was like too scary. Mm-hmm. Granted, like it it kind of was. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird that they had like McDonald's toys of like the Penguin who wanted to fucking murder kids and shit. <laughs> uh, but uh. So that was, like, the one of the reasons, like, I never really attached myself to Batman Returns. Even though, like, I think the Batsuit is better in Batman Returns. Yeah. I think it, like, aesthetically looks, like, maybe a little better. Yeah, it looks, it looks like it what you would, like, put together from the actual animation of Batman. Yeah. But I, for whatever reason, I just, I just always go back to 89. There you have it. That's my number one. There you have it. Well, my number one, Troy, is a, uh, I don't, did I bring it up on the show before, what my number one movie of all time is? Do you know what it is? If you, uh, it's, I'm not having anything jump to mind right now. What do you think it is? <laughs> oh, boy. I wish I'm not just so blatant and you can, <laughs> you can read me like a book. I know. I was I was just waiting for you to say Batman. Yeah, I know you're number you one because you always bring it up. Uh, you're number one. Is it Swiss Army Man? No, it's not. <laughs> then I don't know. It's a good movie, but it's not my number one movie. Is a Christopher Nolan movie. Okay. Memento. Okay. I fucking love Memento so much. Really? I would have never picked this as your favorite. Really? I thought I brought it up in a show before. I don't know if, if you I did. did. Like I, it went, I missed but it. But I'm always fascinated by stories that are told non-linearly. Mm-hmm. But my only complaint about them is that there's no reason to do it. Mm-hmm. But And Memento feels like the only film I've ever seen 
that does it in a way where it makes sense for the plot of the movie. Yeah. And they do it in a way where it makes sense why you would tell it that way to begin with. Yep. Because you're following a guy who does something awful, and then you're following him backwards to where he decides, like, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And you're following a guy that has, like, short-term memory loss where he can't really follow, like, what he does from, like, scene to scene. So it makes sense why you would watch it from, from, like, the end to the beginning. Mm -hmm. So this is, like, the only movie I've ever really seen where... The first time I saw it, I was enthralled. Even when it was a scene that had nothing to do with what was going on. Like, just the context clues about what was happening and what he did before this. Like, it just glued me to the the screen the whole time. Yeah. So, I think, like... Because people always fucking are about the Dark Knight when it comes to Christopher Nolan's best movie ever. Yeah. But this one feels so much more well thought out and just, like... An interesting character piece on this guy played by Guy Pierce that's like by the end you don't even know if you don't even know if he was faking it the whole time. Yeah. Like yeah. you're even on the board like like you almost kind of feel betrayed because you're watching it based on the fact that he has short term memory loss, but then you're like, Well, are you lying to yourself? Did you just fuck me over? Yeah. Like, am I just following this narrative that doesn't make any sense to me now because you know what you were doing all along? Like yeah. it's it, it's such a fucking, like, well-thought-out, like, interesting way to tell a story. And, like, every time... I can go back and watch it again and always still be enthralled by how he was able to lay out the story as it was be, being from, like, the end to the beginning. Yeah. Memento it, is great. Yeah, it's just fascinating. Uh, I think uh, growing up, like, even, like, you and both Dave brought this up separately and i'm like i don't think i've ever heard of this movie so the first time i saw it i think i was in probably late high school maybe even first year of college i was yeah i was in college i went to it was it was brought up to me by like my professor in my um, like modern american music class and he was like man if you want a good crime drama watch memento and i was like okay i'll watch memento and then like yeah the first time I saw it, I was completely blown away, and I had to, like, I had to, like, go out and find out where it was and buy it, like, that day. Because <laughs> it, it just blew me away. I could not fucking stop thinking about it. Yeah. Well, the first time I saw it, too, I was just like, oh, wow. Like, I, I knew the premise going in already. It's like a movie told backwards or yeah. whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll see how this goes, because I had no <laughs> idea, like, what they meant by that. Yeah. So, um, I, when I saw it, I was like, this is fucking really well thought out. Yeah. Cause like in order to tell it backwards, you have to like do stuff to like keep people intrigued of what's coming before this. Yeah. But like have the narrative still go forward. Yeah. And I'm like, what a fucking <laughs> smart and complicated movie to try to figure out how to do. And it's even done in a way where like you can see like. Like uh, scratches on Guy Pierce's face, you can see different things on like what he wears, like the stains on his suit, like everything. Where it's like, and they all they they're all addressed as you go through the whole movie. Like yeah. from the end, where he looks he looks a certain way, they address every little thing about him, and they address every little thing about 
like tattoos he has, like Polaroids he has. Yep. And it, it they they all work themselves out in a way where it's all so well thought out that I it blows my mind every time I watch it. Yeah. Really good. Really good. Yeah. So p- go out of your way and watch Memento. For sure. It's a good movie. We should do a fucking show on that. My God, I haven't seen it in a while either, so it'd be a good time to revisit. I fucking love Memento so much. (laughs) Well, there you go. Those are our top personal AFIs of these two hosts here. You're more than welcome. Call us hoes. Yeah, hoes. These two hoes (laughs) doing these podcasts. Uh, You're more than welcome, listener, to... uh, Please bring in your yeah. top five movies of Give all time. Give us your top five. Anyone who's listening, we'll gladly share it on the show. It'd be it's way interesting to hear uh, different walks of life say why they like yeah. different movies. I don't over think another we've one. ever got. I don't think any list that we've received so far of people's personal top five is like the same in any way. No, the only time <laughs> we would ever get a duplicate if Neil put his in. <laughs> It'd just be yours. <laughs> yeah. Maybe at least have I'm, one. I'm or sure two Neil's listening to this show. Every time you say something, you're just he's just like same. <laughs> but yeah, I I would love it. so anybody yeah listening, just bring yeah. him in, bring yeah. him in, do it. Just send a a Gmail in, even if you want to do it anonymously. Uh, that'd be that'd be great. That'd be great. Totally. And you can send emails into reviewreviewpod at gmail dot com. If oh, you sure. wish. If you want to do so on the social medias, we are on the Twitters. JT, where are you at? Well, they can find me at Bucky Fern on Twitter. Also, Bucky Fern on Instagram and Bucky Fern on Snapchat. Uh, you can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter, but you want to hit us both up. You want to hit both our inboxes at the same time. Hit us both. Hit us both up at Review Review Pod on Twitter. Review Review is spelled just like it is in the title of this episode. Oh, hell yeah. Or the logo. Whatever it is. Whatever. So, yeah. And we're on a multitude of other streaming platforms as well, so you can find us pretty much anywhere. But there you go. Most app. Great app. Good app. Good app. Probably Good the app. best app we ever did. What's this? Best app. Let's just fucking quit. Here. That's it. We did it. Going out on top, baby. quits. Well, if we decide to come back on Thursday, okay. we're doing the Stephen King <laughs> classic film, The Running Man. The Running Man. I've never seen this before. I've never seen it either. <sighs> It'll be a great time. I can't wait. <laughs> so join us later in the week for The Running Man. Yes. Rounding out our Stephen King September. Yes. Uh, that'll be that'll be what's coming up. That'll oh, yeah. So until next time, JT, I've been short of the Max Extreme. I am JT3K. And we are off.